Hey everyone, it's the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Uh, hi everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Rick Dearman, and I'm here with... Dave Prine. And uh, today we're, we, we got a, an interesting question in uh, about vocabulary and how to learn vocabulary, and how to get vocabulary, get more vocabulary. Now, the person who asked the question is actually quite advanced in the language that they're learning, and what they were what they were wanting is to learn uncommon vocabulary. So it's how do I get more vocabulary and use better words? So even in, in your native language, you may study vocabulary to get more words at a sort of a less frequently used words, more more sort of highbrow type language, um, rather than the commonly used stuff that everybody has. So the question today is, how can I get more vocabulary and how can I get subject-specific vocabulary in my target language? That's a good question, Rick. What's your answer? Huh? Huh? Well, I was just going to go through some of the things that I've done to... Uh, I wanted to first discuss subject-specific vocabulary before we move on to generally getting better vocabulary and more of less frequently used words. And I think Dave has a couple ideas on that one. But for, for as far as subject-specific vocabulary goes, I remember reading a story about a fellow who lived in Spain and he wanted to get a firearms license. So uh, he needed to know all of the terms in Spanish for shooting. So he needed to know, you know, the word for guns and loading guns and shooting them and ranges and targets and all of these other words that don't generally come up in a typical conversation. And the difficulty that he had to to find these words and actually learn them. Now, when we went to the polyglot gathering, we were had the intention to play Dungeons and Dragons uh, in French or Spanish or German, depending on, you know, um, what we're doing. And because obviously I don't have any specific knowledge of fantasy sort of words in French, I mean, for, I didn't, I didn't know what the word for sword in French was, for example. Um, I, you know, so all of these sort of words are specific to that subject. And so whether it be learning to drive or getting a firearms license or playing a particular type of game, there's lots of times that you need a specific set of vocabulary uh, in order to interact with somebody in your target language. So what I thought I'd do is, is basically tell you how I overcame the problem. Now, for me, being a, a computer guy, nerd, <laughs> uh, it was relatively easy for me to find a corpus analysis tool. Um, what that is is a it's a it's a piece of software that can take a lot of text and then parse out all of the different words and order it sequentially. So it'll basically tell you the word the was used two hundred thousand times in this set of fifty documents or whatever. And then so basically you can sort them from you know most common to least common or least common to most common. Now there's a some free software which we'll put in the in the show notes called AntConc. So A-N-T-C-O-N-C, uh, and it does corpus analysis. And what that does is it you load it with a bunch of text files and it will parse through them all and get, and sort 
the the word frequency for you. Uh, so what I did when I did when I wanted to do the Dungeons and Dragons thing is I found a game uh, online, which is um, an open source free D and D clone, but they had free PDF files. Uh, so what I did was I downloaded all of those PDF files. Now, let's let's use a better example. Let's say that you wanted to learn cooking words, cooking vocabulary. You, you're a chef or you like to cook and you want to discuss cooking. What you can do is download recipes, um, recipe books, cookbooks. There's all kinds of stuff on the Internet that you can get for free because, for example, somebody might be selling you, I don't know, a, a, um, a rice cooker. And it, they give you a free PDF of uh, recipes to go with your rice cooker or a slow cooker or whatever. Um, anyway, you can download all of these and you convert them to text files. And on, on my personal YouTube channel, I, I show people how to do this. So I do videos with screenshots and I run you through how you can uh, you know, find these types of PDF files, how you can convert them to text formatting, and then how you can run this corpus analysis uh, system to basically get yourself a list of subject-specific words. So if you were doing cooking, for example, you would probably throw away all of the common words because the most common words are going to be things like a, of, the, etc. But the, the least or common words or the least frequent words are going to be things like, you know, uh, beets, carrots, you know, skillets, etc., pot, pan, you name it. So those cooking terms, you will then be able to export the whole set, throw away the ones you don't want, keep the ones you need, and then you can do some other, and I show this on my website, on my YouTube channel as well, of how you can get the translation for those in using Google Spreadsheets. And you can load it into Anki or some other type of flashcard program to try and build up that vocabulary. So for me, that was probably the quickest and easiest way to generate five or 6,000 words, which are completely subject specific. So they're specific to that one thing you're doing. So if you're studying for a Microsoft certification for IT or cooking or whatever, you need to find yourself some text for those specific or that specific task and then run it through these free um, bits of software, and you will be able to get a lot of vocabulary which is related to that particular subject. And I go into this in pretty good detail in, in three or four different videos on my YouTube channel, so I just wanted to cover that one off first. So subject-specific, you can definitely get, and you can get a lot of it at no cost whatsoever with just a, a lot of work with Google. Wow, that's, that's, that's way more advanced than any of my answers. For those of you who don't know Rick, Rick is very, uh, he's uh, very good with the, uh, the computer stuff, the software. Uh, Rick uses a little something called Anki decks, which are, are popular nowadays with, with you kids. And then there's also the SRS thing where you take a DVD and you somehow pull the audio and the subtitles from the DVD to an Anki deck, and and it's all it's all very complicated and involves uh, black magic and wizardry and stuff. So it's way beyond me. But but uh, more power to you, Rick. That's that that's awesome. Uh, he's making it hard. Most most listeners, you'll find it easy once you know how to do it. It's not that difficult. There's lots of free tools. Dave is a bit of a luddite, so 
just uh, ignore him. You, you, <laughs> will, you will be able to do it. It's relatively straightforward, and almost all the software is free, so it's it won't cost you a lot. Okay. Um, but anyway, check out the check out the videos uh, on the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. If you have any questions, just put them at the bottom of the video, and I'll either answer you in the comment section, or I will do a video that shows it again, or you know, I'll try and help you out any way I can, or we'll answer on the podcast or whatever, but we will, we'll try and get you an answer. But for subject specific stuff, what you really need is um, books or text that is about that particular subject. So that's probably the main thing is you need to find those words in that context so that you can, you can learn it. So that's step one. You have to find the, find the words and the way to find the words is usually Google. I think I think every time we say Google, we get uh, fourteen cents for a commission. Yeah, the NSA target us or something. <laughs> so, well, no, and, and actually, Rick, I, I I do admit that ever since I have met you, I uh, have have started veering towards the technical and the modern ways of doing things. I, I've I've tried to stop buying physical books and CDs and instead going for digital. But it's such a hard thing to let go of. I'm, I'm so set in my ways. I'm so old-fashioned. But I, I, I totally agree with you that uh, there are a lot of great things out there that um, you know are a little daunting to the older crowd, maybe. But uh, but you kids and your technology, it, it really it really is something. Ah, let me tell you. <laughs> well, we're, we're supposed to be. Technology is meant to make your life easier, not not harder. Uh, exactly, I, I agree. But I'm just. Uh, you have you have to. Pull me kicking and screaming into the uh, 21st century. See, I, I'm, I'm, I have to say, I, when I started studying languages, I, you know, I was into books and uh, you know, physical DVDs and CDs and um, uh, flashcards, like physical flashcards. And now those are replaced with apps and Anki decks and all that. But I have to say that uh, I'm still, still, you're right, a bit of a luddite. And I'm, I actually have piles of flashcards right next to me right now in Esperanto and Choctaw and uh, Setswana. So, but I, I will say this: uh, back in the day, back when I was your age, uh, one of the one of the things that I used for tech, um, specific vocabulary and uh, subject specific vo- vocabulary uh, were books that actually covered that, and you you could buy books on business German or business French or technical Russian or, you know, Spanish for your housekeeper. And, and, you know, these these books are actually out there and they do exist. I don't know if there are, if I've seen an actual, you know, cooking vocabulary in French, although I would think there's got to be one. And like you said, you you would just go straight to the recipes and and pull the vocabulary out. But I find that uh, sometimes a book that is that specifically lists the vocabulary is a great way to go and another another thing that i've used is again a book which you can probably find as a uh, as a digital version somewhere but when i was studying german I found that I had the basic vocabulary, but I didn't have the subtlety of um, more intricate terms. So I could say small, but not infinitesimal, or I could say hungry, but not famished or starving, and so on. And I found one thing that really worked well for me uh, was a German thesaurus. And what it would uh, have is, it would have maybe, I think, like 2,000 different um, categories or concepts. And each concept had a headword. So it would be like, say, for small, it would say Klein, which means small in German. And after the head word, it would have anywhere from like five to 20 words, meaning similar things, but in, in different contexts or different uh, 
different shades of that meaning. And I found that I could go through and, and pick a few here and there for each, each category. And it really improved my, uh, you know, my vocabulary, of course, my expressivity. Uh, and of course, it helped when I came across those words later on, I knew what they meant. And I just found that using a thesaurus was really phenomenal for increasing my vocabulary you know, in little, little bite-sized chunks. And I found that that was, that was probably my favorite method. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, even in your native language, they always say keep a dictionary and thesaurus is handy um, for, for improving your vocabulary. It is probably the best way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, on a general, on a general basis, um, yeah, I mean, you don't always want to talk like a caveman, you know. You need to be able to express yourself and you need to improve your vocabulary because, you know, I think... English has something somewhere around between 600,000 and a million words, you know, so why use the same ones all the time? And, you know, most other languages are more the same. So why, why, why use, you know, small when you can use infinitesimal? What was it? <laughs> in, in, Tiny. In, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Point, point well made. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, definitely. And it's, I mean, I'm like every day I'm still uh, improving my English. So th these are the things that you use for your native language. Why not use them for other languages as well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing to remember, though, is when you're doing vocabularies is you, um, it's, it's, it's frequently useful to make connections between, between the words. I mean, they have, they, you, you can get, is it uh, thematic dictionaries? Is that what they're called? Oh, I think so, what, yeah. Yeah, so they're basically themed. So, like, um, they clump all of the kitchen words together. So, you know, all the words to do with the kitchen would be in one section. Um, so all of the things about, you know, the sink and the knives and the forks and the timer and the oven and all that is in the same section. Um, so that can quite frequently help you for memorizing the words, um, but it would also help you find new words, you know, um, and often you can ask people for the new new words. If you're doing a lot of language exchanges, I've been doing languages exchange recently, and um, one of the things I've started to do more recently is to say, oh, so I, I, I did spend a lot of time saying, what is the word for blah in Italian or French, for example, uh, and they would tell me, and now I actually say uh, sort of a follow-up question, which is, what other words are there for that? Because invariably, there's more than one. You know, if you say, oh, what's, what's the French word for hat? You know, well, they'll say chapeau, but there's, there's others. You know, there's lots of other words for hats. And, it, and so you can learn more if you just do a follow-up question from native speakers. Excellent. Great. I mean, great. great. You know, quirky words as well, yeah. every once in a while. Excellent. Great. Fantastic. Stupendous. Um, phenomenal. Um, that's, uh, uh, what else is there? Uh, super duper. See? See, I'm learning. I'm learning these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay. Yeah, no, you're doing great. I detest you. I abhor you. I dislike you. See? Yeah, and, yeah. See? And I'm not, I don't even have a thesaurus next to me. I'm just, I'm, this, is, this is what I've learned since the beginning of this episode. You really need to learn. You need your thesaurus handy. That's what you need. Yeah. And also, don't forget, there's online ones now as well. Oh, my God. There's so many. 
lots and lots. Um, but basically, one one thing is like I mean, Dave mentioned Anki, which is a space repetition software or flashcards. I find them quite useful. Other people don't. But for for getting your vocabulary, realistically, reading is the way to go. Books are the way to go. Lots and often, really. <laughs> uh, so you know, books will get you all of the common vocabulary. And if you're reading. If you if you need subject specific and you're reading books about that subject, then you also get that vocabulary as well. So if you just read recipe book after recipe book after recipe book, you will you will learn the vocabulary. Especially if you make the things, you'll work it out. You know. So books are probably the number one way to get vocabulary. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But variety helps as well. So I mean, if you're if you're looking to expand your vocabulary, but not specific, so. If you're not narrowing down your vocabulary to a specific subject, but if you just want to increase your vocabulary generally, then you need to look at a variety of, of sources. So don't read the same. So if you read the same newspaper every day, you're going to get their vocabulary. You won't get a mixture. But if you're reading sort of nonfiction and fiction and newspapers and uh, comic books and, you know, Twitter feeds and all sorts of stuff, then you're going to get a variety of resources, which will give you a variety of vocabulary as well. Yeah, a variety of writing styles and, vo and voices, basically, yeah. Yeah, so you, you need that, that type of thing in order to expand your, your general vocabulary. So you need a lot of, lot of input from different places. Definitely, and and I think that for um, uh, specifically for my purposes, I I'm trying to learn a more conversational vocabulary. So things like well, you know, and uh, I never thought of it that way. And as I was saying, and little filler sentences as well as just sort of colloquial terms. And I find that um, generally DVDs are a good way to go. And if the if the the movie or TV show that I'm watching is not too formal or too serious, I find that I mean. You know, about 99% of um, DVD uh, vocabulary is dialogue. It's people speaking, sometimes narrating and maybe maybe of a more uh, literary style, but generally uh, conversational. And so for conversational terms, it's great. And I pick up a lot. I pick up slang. I pick up, you know, contractions and elisions and, and things that you only get from the spoken word. And it's generally not too technical. I'm, I'm sure you can find DVDs that may have... Uh, a more technical, they're a more topic-specific set of vocabulary. But overall, I, I find DVDs are great for conversational, and that's that's my thing. That is what I like to to go for uh, first and foremost. And so I may not get you know synonyms of things and and more uh, complicated terms right off the bat, but still conversational and colloquial uh, vocabulary is you know to me as well as to a lot of people important and also a good way of starting. But then from there, you would go to the deeper uh, vocabulary and, and topic specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's I mean, you, vocabulary is easy to find because it's out there. And if you're using the language, you're going to see it. But I suppose remembering it is not always the, the easiest thing in the world. So you have to use it if you're going to have it in your vocabulary. If you, if it's, if you want it in your armory of words to use, then you're going to, to have to use it. So you, you need to be using these words. So when you find the new word in the thesauruses, then you, you should start using it, even if it's an infidestable amount. Or, <laughs> even if it's a, a tiny amount. <laughs> uh. 
So also crosswords and things are good for vocabulary. Um, you know, those sort of word games, you can find them all over the place. And they're, they're, they're good for reinforcing the vocabulary. It's not necessarily learning it or finding it, but certainly reinforcing it. Crossword puzzles are great for that sort of thing. Definitely. And, and if you can find a crossword pu puzzle in the language you're learning, it's also really good for uh, learning, you know, popular culture. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, even any, any game actually is really quite good for, for expanding your vocabulary because, you know, you, you, just, you just encounter new words all the time. Now, as you get more sort of advanced level, you're probably going to encounter less and less words that you don't know, in which case you really are then going on a vocabulary hunt, which I think the person who asked this question, uh, that's the situation they're in, really. They... They're on a, a vocabulary hunt because they they know the common words. It's not really a problem for them, but they still want to improve and expand their vocabulary. So, a thesaurus is, is going to be a very very helpful book to have. Yes, just don't don't give away the ending. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we I think we've uh, we've gotten that knocked out. Do you have any any other uh, suggestions uh, for for technical vocabulary or advanced vocabulary? Well, I mean, really, vocabulary is basically the same even as a beginner and as an intermediate and advanced. You just, you have to remember it and you have to use it. It's probably easier for the beginner because they encounter pretty much every word's a new word, you know. Um, intermediate, you know, lots of new words. But when you get advanced, then you you really are struggling. So maybe a good idea would be to read some of the... You know, Google for tips and tricks for how to improve your vocabulary in your native language. So if you're an English speaker, if you Googled for how do I improve my vocabulary, um, a lot of the recommendations that you're going to get for your own native language would apply for every other language as well. So try and leverage the language you already know to help you learn another language. Well said, well said. Well, I'm going to head out now and go find myself a thesaurus in uh, Choctaw. So, uh, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you to our listeners. And uh, remember, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, add them in the notes, and we will, uh, we will do our best to respond and uh, respond with a real answer and not just, oh. <laughs> Even if we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we don't know, we'll, nice. we'll make an answer. We'll make it up. Great. All right. Thank you. It's good talking to you, Dave. Nice seeing uh, Glad everybody returned. And if this is your first time, welcome. Thanks for coming. And uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully. All right. Sounds great. Good talking to you, Rick. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 You've just subjected yourself to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick Dearman and Dave Prine. If you enjoyed any or all or none of this podcast, please show some love. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Share with a friend. Send us a nasty email. Download the podcast for later. Tell people you dated us in high school and regret breaking up with us. Don't sue us. And if nothing else, enjoy learning languages. Was that useful? I don't even know.